0: Love, talk, radio.
1: here we are again starting that friday morning with a smile it's dr dub carlin in the house here at the zoom room with dr charlie how are you dr charlie cartwright
0: i'm doing fantastic i'm fantastic today
1: oh that's great what do you, what makes you so fantastic please
0: well just have another day which means i have another opportunity to succeed so that's that's my thing. I'm I'm on I'm on the right side of history and I wanna stay there for as long as I can. <laughs>
1: <before>. <laughs> We're alive and breathing. It is a good day. I agree with you. You know, I I always wonder about people who you know, like they get up in the morning and they're and they're just crabby. It's like, wait a second. That's not how you start it. Like what's even happened that made you go that way? So Suddenly, do you ever wake up with people like that, or have people like
0: that in your life? I know. Well, I have been meticulously extracting those people <laughs> <laughs> over time because yeah. I don't have time for that. So,
1: but I, but I am very
0: familiar with that attitude, and that I've overcome over the years, and, and uh, I make sure that I stay as far away from that trajectory as possible.
1: You know what? I'll tell you something. Let's talk about this. This is the show on Fridays. It's called Freedom Fridays and what what Dr. Charlie and I are always talking about is what does that mean? What does freedom mean to you? And we, We talk a lot about Health and well being, and being in your head and your thought process. And, you know, we drift around about life events and what's going on with work and what's going on in our personal life and what's going on in our country and the world. I don't think there's a whole lot that we don't touch, including the clouds that he sits in many a day. <laughs> but, you know, the trajectory of life. I love it that you use that word because we. There's a lot of things we can't control, but our own mental space, listen, if you're not fitting into my zone, 23 skidoo, you're out of here. And it's not easy, but it is easy to extract people from your life. Like, look, I'm just not doing it.
0: Yeah, and you... Don't realize how much of a weight it was on you until <sighs> about. Like, wow! I had no idea that that relationship or that situation was was holding me down. I met a yeah. there's a gentleman I used to work for. We work for the same company, and we no longer worked there. And uh, I had left first. Then I think he left two years later. Mm. And so I hadn't seen him. And we get on a Zoom call and he lost about 75 pounds. Whoa. And he said, Charlie, I didn't realize how much that place was weighing on me and the stress and everything. Wow. Like that. And he looked fantastic. He looked about, he probably looked about 10 years younger. And, I bet. And 75 pounds and he was very happy. So it was so good to see that. And I think over time, what happens is you get used to a situation you kind of get desensitized to it a little bit
1: absolutely and it,
0: and it becomes your normal mm-hmm. and then when you get out of that you're like wow that was not normal <laughs> okay and <clears throat> i like this over here better. I'm gravitate like that. so that's and it's easy as human beings to get kind of and i heard someone say this i don't know who originally said it but, yeah so we don't get knocked off course typically we get nudged off Oh, little nudges that happen daily and then before long you're on course before long you're over here you don't know what happens because you kept getting nudged Mm -hmm. and so those relationships everything it all matters does matter
1: it really does matter you know the little dings that happen in a relationship and you go eh and if you're with somebody and they're witnessing it and they go like what why are you allowing that "Eh, that's just a thing you know just eh You know, and no, it's not just a thing. And it's not just a, eh. it's a thing. And it's a, uh, don't allow it because this process of, uh, in the human condition of um, in attitude formation is about habituation. You habituate to something and then you generalize it. So, okay, I'll tell you what, you're a little crabby in the morning I understand you wake up that way, okay? I'm just, you know, I, I, I have more blessings than you do. So I'm just going to spill over onto you some of them, you know, and then I'll be fine. And then the person is crabby in the morning and in midday. And you think, well, you know, it's midday, you know. Maybe they're blood sugar soft. <laughs> and we start to habituate to making up a story for others When in truth, what we ought to do is say, you know what, I really put some energy forth into the frame of mind that I live within. And you're a bad neighbor. (laughs) Right?
0: It's it's really, it's just so important because I don't want to ever, I don't want anyone to think that (laughs) you can't make a mistake. Right. No, it's not. It's not that. However, there is a, an attitude, okay, a way of treating others, and, and I have a standard there, mm-hmm. and there's treatment I won't accept from anyone. Right. I'm not going to accept that. I don't care who you are, what your title, our relationship. Right. I'm not going to accept that. So and then I have a standard for myself that I'm going to treat other human beings as well, a very high standard. Yeah. And so... As I've come to embrace that, the quality of my life has continued to improve because the quality of the individuals Mm -hmm. that I'm around continues to improve. Yeah. So, and it's a wonderful thing when you meet wonderful human beings, it's it's energizing. So, you know how that is where I've been involved in a situation where you have lunch with someone or dinner with someone or breakfast with someone or, or, or a cup of coffee with someone,
1: and you leave
0: energized. You're like, wow, that was so great. Can't wait to yeah. see him next time." Yeah, like right. Let's on a calendar, right. right? And there's other people that when you leave that, that, that meeting or that interaction, you are done for the day. You're spent. Yes. Emotionally, you're spent. Yeah. And <clears throat> that can't perpetuate and my dad was one of those people that I don't care if it was a phone call or physical interaction, I was spent. Yeah. When I, that phone, I'm like, how can a 30 minute conversation take down two weeks of work? Yeah, that yeah. I've done? And so I'm back where I was two weeks ago, emotionally. Yeah. And it take me time. And it was, and when I finally figured out <laughs> that that relationship wasn't sustainable was when I'd have to build myself up. I'd have to be at a high level oh, functioning. Charlie. I said, Okay, I'm feeling super bam, really up. Okay, I'm gonna call them today. Yeah. Because I know when I get off that call, I'm gonna be somewhere in here. No. No. So that's just an example.
1: And it's a really good example. So <clears throat> you know, people do this in their personal life, then they also do it in their in their work life. And that's why Mondays are the most predominant day for people. They have heart attacks because they know I, you know, I made it to Friday last week. I had Saturday and Sunday off. Oh my gosh. I got to go back in there now. You know, um, some folks that I grew up with, you know, I went to, we didn't know each other in grade school, but we went to high school together and, and have stayed in contact over the years. Um, I got together with them. And, we were talking about our relationships with people. They look like they're really happy, you know? So incredibly miserable behind the scenes. Heartbreaking. But they, they have habituated to one another. And decades go by. They have kids. They have grandkids. They have families. And it's like, well, everybody counts on them to be together. Okay. There's a certain element of that that's really, really admirable, right? You have a long-term marriage. Okay. But dear Lord in heaven, if you have spent your life, this life, miserable with somebody who is awful or whatever the reason is. Hey, oh, geez, I man, I don't know that you get the gold star.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And there's many reasons for that. And one of the reasons is this: What are you modeling in your relationship to your your offspring? You're you're not modeling healthy relationship at all. So then, it's very very difficult for them then to go out yeah. and have a healthy relationship, right? Because what have they grown up with? Right. They haven't seen it. It has not been modeled for them. So people lament about the divorce rate, and yeah, I can't speak for the world, but i United States people lament that yeah. how high it is. However, if you look at the history, there's been all of this poor modeling of relationships yeah. for decades, yeah. maybe even centuries. And now, guess what? The bills do. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're and seeing it because people are free, like, yeah. hey, I'm not going to not gonna do this, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Right. right? And right. so <laughs> I had a friend of mine say this to me one one day. We were talking about this relate this issue of relationships and its impact on the children in the home. Yeah. She said, Charlie, some things are taught. Other things are caught.
1: Yeah. I remember you saying this last week. Absolutely. That's They're right. Good. And children good. learn what they live. You can say whatever you want, but if you're sitting there and you're having the experience, you're having the experience. There's the, you can't refute your, your, your feelings in the middle of an experience,
0: right? So true. There's so many things that my dad taught me that were incorrect.
1: Yeah.
0: Verbally, okay, these teachings that I find out later. This <laughs> guy had no clue he's talking about Set me up to, to fail. <clears throat> but there was much more in his behaviors that I observed over years. And then somehow that became a part of my operating system, which Mm. is horrible. Mm. And so then you go about undoing that or re-overriding those negative programs.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And it takes time. And for me, it's been started in, started this journey twenty five years ago, believe it or not. I do believe it. I understood that I had a problem, and then all of a sudden that problem was problems and this stemming from the way I was raised and the things I was taught that were not correct and were not great examples and so but thankfully (laughs) thankfully Made some, made some
1: progress. You know, I'm really glad that you have, and it's interesting, because talking about Freedom Fridays and, and and freedom of the heart, that's part of what we're talking about, freedom in the mind and then freedom of the heart. You know, at it, it, my age, our ages, <laughs> when you start dating again, it's, that's really interesting, because I thought, you know, by the time you're in your you know, you you know your thirties, you're sort of making decisions, but you're gonna get married in your twenties, and it's okay. And then, you know, you're riding out the thirties and the forties, and you're thinking fifties, I'm hitting my stride, sixties, everybody's settled in, seventies and eighties, we're just, you know, like enjoying the fruits of our labors. There's all these people out, here getting divorced, and they're hitting the day, they're hitting the you know the marketplace, so to speak, and they're available. And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking. Oh, my gosh. You know, I I have met some absolutely lovely men, and I feel so compassionate. You know, it's like everybody's got their story. And I haven't had anybody who is really, there's a couple people that I've seen that were really trashed, really trashed their former spouse. But most people are pretty congenial and you know, if people really do trash their partner, I try to sneak in one comment really politely, like, "You do realize you picked one another, right?" I mean, <laughs> so you know, so you know, like I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating whether I want to get involved with you. You know, so you know, be careful what you say. Um, but like, I don't have anything. Really horrible to say about a former partner of any sort because it was my judgment to step in and to invite and get entangled and all that. And then you get into it and you go, uh oh, <laughs> what in the world did I do? But it's interesting to me because I'm finding that the older we get, the less tolerant we are. It's like, look, you know what? I, I've i done a lot of things in my life, and I've experienced a lot of things. I would rather be by myself doing a headstand for the evening than sitting here talking to you, <laughs> you know? It is horrible. It's horrible. I actually have gone on a couple of days. I mean, some of them, you know, they last for three or four hours because you're really having fun. I've gone out a couple of times and just said to the person, you know what? I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm thinking. I know that there is a girl out here and she is waiting to meet you and I just don't want to be in the way. So I'm going to I'm going to open the space so she can find you. Cuz if I'm here she won't walk up and they're like Are you leaving? I'm just opening up the space. Just <laughs> It'll be good. Trust me, it'll be so much better with me not sitting here. Because if it's if it's not right You feel locked down. I want the freedom in my mind, you know, to just think, hey, what the heck? And then go on, you know? And I don't think enough people think enough of themselves and often enough to be able to do that. Now, I'm not talking about ever being cruel, you know, or being overly judgmental, but it's either a match or it's not. And if it's not, what are you doing?
0: So true so true
1: and it's the same with friends you know if you're out with friends and somebody is just ridiculous
0: yeah it, it's interesting I remember one time I was moving, moving from one house to another house and <clears throat> called all my friends the big move day came and, and all my friends showed up oh and that day it was so interesting to observe that a lot of my friends didn't know one another and then they became friends. Yeah. As, as a result of that move date. Well, there was one guy that just stood out like a uh, sore
1: thumb.
0: Oh. Or just really didn't fit. And, you know, he's making like, there was a group of, uh, there's like a high school cross country. Team that jogged by, female. Yeah. He like made some comments. You know, we're moving. around like, what? Yeah, right. And then I'm thinking, like, how did this? it just the, his attitude, the things he was saying, so far afield from everyone else. And I was like, how did this guy get on my couch?
1: How did he, how he get did, on your couch?
0: Through the <clears throat> layers. And yeah. I was with someone that worked, worked for me. That I was trying to help out right, uh, years
1: and yeah,
0: and now here we are, and I'm like, can't. And then there's my daughter over here. No, you can't. You can't, that's right. And saying just this, you know, hey, I don't know how you got on my couch, but it's, it's done, it's, it's over. You know, you need to take a look in the mirror and make some adjustments. And hopefully, this is a wake up call, or maybe not. But I don't. People, people that be able way you do can't, can't be in my inner circle Sorry
1: Well we need to do that because otherwise You know Let's go back to the theme of our show which is about freedom Your freedom gets pinched I mean because if, if you were standing there Just during the time that That, that, that crew of, of female Runners go by You weren't free to do anything Other than just be a guest
0: it was the. It was a. Yeah, it was just a ridiculous thing to say, and it was unbelievable to me that at that age we still have people that that have not evolved in many ways. So
1: again, that inner
0: circle is a is a that sacred space for all of us, mm-hmm. and so we have to really protect that because. It, it really does dictate who we are and our quality of right? life, that, that inner circle and that group.
1: You know, I have found a lot of changes taking place on my inner circle in 2020 and, and continuing into this year because my <clears throat> my tolerance, my need for people is, is shifted. Um, I've always been pretty self-reliant, but my my craving for good company is really strong you know and because of all the lockdown and isolation that's been commanded and demanded and and so when i am going to be with other human beings it better be good <laughs> otherwise go back away <laughs> get out of here it's not worth it right because these interactions are really sacred. I feel that way about doing these shows. You know, I don't want anybody coming in here. It's going to be icky.
0: Yeah, we're have, we all get 24 hours in a day. That's, that's it. That's and right. I want to spend that time wisely, productively, joyfully. Yes, praying, yes. All those things. And that time is either, I well, want that time to benefit myself. Mm -hmm. will benefit others. Hopefully both. Yeah. But if it doesn't do either one of those, I shouldn't be doing it.
1: Right. What's the point?
0: Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of that. So, And, and of course, as I've gotten older, I'm realizing the value of time. When you're younger, it's kind of tough because you feel like mom and dad are always going to be there. Aunt and uncle are always going to be there. Grandma and grandpa are always going to be there. Yeah. Going to live forever, and then all of a sudden you start seeing that no, that's not the case, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you know those different people go away in your life. And so recently, I had a, a cousin. We're the same age, as far as in the year, and uh, passed away this past Saturday.
1: Oh, really? Passed
0: away and had been ill and. You know, we spent a lot of time together growing up. Really? And so, but next Friday in the funeral, you know, he's going to be in that casket. And um, never would have dreamed that growing up, you know, running track and field, playing on teams, all these things. And there's several people that I grew up with or university played football with. That are no longer with us. Yeah. And that's very, very sobering reminder that we don't have time to waste. No, <clears throat> we really don't. And I don't want to, I don't know, I'm not even sure how I'm going to handle that, you know, because I'm really good at going she funerals and supporting people. And I talk about it often with leaders and how important it is to fully support their people. Yeah. And that's a vital time to, to be there for your people. But in this case, you know, I don't want to. I don't want that to be a lasting memory for me. Mm. You know, my memories of him are all the things we used to do and things like that. I don't want that memory of this person laying in this casket to be my 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 final memory. I don't, I don't want that. So I might, wow. I, might, I, might, I might show up early and be there in the lobby.
1: Yeah.
0: Read the family and then skedaddle. That's probably what I'm going to do. I don't understand. That's one of the things I don't understand in our culture.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't agree with is this viewing of the body. I don't under. What's the purpose of that?
1: You want me to tell you? I don't. Yeah,
0: I, you know. I do know but yeah. I don't. I just don't agree with it. You know, I'm like, okay. So anyway, go ahead.
1: Well, I, I, and I understand that. And, and, and my mother used to say when we were children, don't you dare have me embalmed and lame me i at a funeral home in a casket. And here's what a character the woman was that I grew up with. This will tell you a lot about me. We'd be sitting at the kitchen table, and she'd say, and another thing, there will be no wake. If you can't treat me nice while I'm alive and bring me flowers while I'm alive, don't you dare do it when I'm dead. And if you do, and you come up to that casket, and you start crying, and you start saying nice things to me, I'm going to sit up, and I'm going to spit right in your face. mother was a very elegant appropriate never used foul language kind of a lady i mean really and darling loving and appropriate but something set her up on this i heard this my entire life i would go to funerals i'd be scared to death i'd be thinking could they sit up (laughs) wow what the heck so my mom like he had me locked out on my head so i and she told me when her mother died, and my, mo- my, my folks were both born in 1921. My mother was, like, barely 10 by the time her mother died. And so this is 19, like, 31, let's say, okay, early 30s. And what they used to do, at least in Chicago, where she was born and raised, and in the Polish community, Polish-Austrian community, and in the Catholic faith, you know, funeral homes were a different kind of a deal. The person to be laid on the dining room table. How's that for a mind blower? And so what it was, uh, Charlie, in part, is it, because when you grow up with this, you want to know why. (laughs) Why do we do this? What are we doing? So the why of it is because uh, death leaves us in such a state of disbelief. Like really, are they really gone? Like, where did they go? Now, I don't believe it. So, you know, people have to go and see for the proof, right? And then it's not going to be enough. You can't go to everybody and say, no, really seriously, I saw them. They're really gone. They really passed on. No, I don't believe it. So, okay, so here's the proof. We're going to show you. And then it went from, and, and I would ask my, I, this is really funny. I asked my priests about this. When, because I'm sitting in the church you know, it's like, What's with all the flowers? Why do we bring flowers? Why do we send flowers at a funeral? Why do we? And he said, well, originally, not only did we send flowers and a lot of them and have incense and a lot of them because there was no embalming. And so we were trying to take care of the aroma. So flowers and a lot of them and you don't surround the body with them. You are like putting them on the body. Okay, so you can approach it and deal with what is taking place in the way of the decaying process. So, and then with the incense, well, incense, you know, they'll knock you over for crying out loud. So, that's how that happened. And then somebody thought, well, you know what, we could change this whole thing. And, you know, then they started with embalming and that whole process. So, it got more uh technical now here's here's the interesting thing for and i don't know i don't I don't really know if this is is shifted or not, but in Catholicism you weren't allowed to be cremated, and i don't know what that's about, I never really studied that part of it, but when my dad passed away, he had hepatitis C now this was uh little more than twenty years ago, and so when when you pass. With something that is contagious, nobody can handle the body. To do any kind of funeral process, you have to be cremated. Mm -hmm. So my mother, (laughs) here's my mother again. She's she's adorable. Well, if your father has to be cremated, then that's what we're going to do with me because I want to be with him. Okay, mom, his ashes will be here and your ashes will be there, but we'll be in the same form. It's important. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just loved her. I mean, she was, she had a, she was a really, really, really bright woman. I mean, amazingly insightful. And she had no idea until I made it so clear to her in her later years how freaking hilarious she was. She would say these things and come up with these things. So both of my parents were cremated. And quite frankly, it made things so much easier. You know?
0: Yeah. But that's why they do it. Yeah, that's well, that's great information. I did not know. It's a somber, you know, it's a somber subject, but I think it's an important one. We're talking about relationships and having the right people around us. The right people show up at these times of need. Yes, they
1: right? do. Right.
0: And this is one of the big principles because a lot of times when I work with leaders and they will the ones that truly want to understand how to connect to their people, you have the day-to-day interactions. Those are small. Mm-hmm. But these large moments show up on occasion.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's where you can make significant connection with the people, significant impact. Mm-hmm. And so when there's a the loss of a loved one, that is a prime time to really show up for your people and show them that you truly care about them. Mm-hmm. So when I was working for UPS, I was a driver. And oh, I loaded the trucks for a year and I drove the door in the leadership for five years. So I was there for 10 years, right around, right at 10 years. Um, and <clears throat> I grew up, my, my dad didn't believe in funerals and he had all this rhetoric around that. So I came out of there with the same beliefs. And it was one morning, in the mornings, you get up and When everybody's about ready to go, you gather and you have a safety message, about 5 minutes. safety message, and hit the road.
1: Oh, all of a sudden, I was was envisioning your family gathering and getting a safety message. So you were talking about your dad. Now you went back into work. So you didn't leave your home in the morning with a safety message.
0: No, no. So (laughs) that works. That works, but I'm just, I have the beliefs with me. And there's a group of drivers that were talking about a funeral. And of course, I was probably twenty two, twenty three years old. Yeah. So I chime in with my beliefs, and I remember I'll never forget it. The senior manager was standing just, just over the, against the wall. He's smoking a cigarette. That's back when you could smoke in the doors. Oh gosh. And uh, so when the group kind of broke up, he called me over, and he said, hey, "Charlie, I couldn't help help but overhear that you don't go to funerals. Why?" I said, well, I don't like to go. Just Charlie, no one likes to go.
1: Nobody likes to
0: go. That's right. <laughs> I was like, wow. I hadn't thought of that. I said, let me tell you a story. Yeah. He said, when I was in high school, he said, my best friend's father passed away. And I didn't go to the funeral. Ew. He said, at our 20-year class reunion, he came up to me and told me I really heard him. He said, so ever since that day I've never missed another well, since he told me that story yeah you know I haven't I haven't missed a funeral, <clears throat> so it's so important to find the time and find it in our heart because it's so meaningful to people that you are there and people are like well i don't I don't want to make them feel bad. can't make them feel any worse.
1: Oh my no, God, no, bad. yeah,
0: and I don't know what to say. Guess what? I don't say anything, nothing. Show up. Don't say a word. Yeah. Let them make sure they see you. Yeah. And then what? Here's what happens. Hundred percent of the time, they see you. They come over to you. They hug you. They cry. And they thank you for coming. And then they go because there's all these people there. Right. That's all you have to do. So yeah, I think it's an important topic.
1: Well, it is. And I and I'm hearing as you're talking that you are going to be there. At the funeral of this cousin, because you know how significant it is for the people who are there. Exactly, his
0: fam, his family, his his children are mm-hmm. going to remember who was there. Yeah. And who wasn't. Well,
1: <clears throat> you know, the most significant funerals that I've been at include my mom and dad, and you know, it was a sea of people what I knew was I was unglued. It was just, you know, so enormous. And, and I was more glued together, even though I was, I was closer to my dad. I was much more glued together when he passed away because I had to be for my mom. Because it was disrespectful in my mind for me to take it harder than what my mom was. The attention and the compassion needed to be for her and on her. But when she died, I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh. I I just, I never thought I would stop crying. Did I ever tell you that I started swimming again after my mom passed away?
0: Ooh.
1: Because <clears throat> friends of mine had said, come on, Dub, you know. My mom passed away in April. And they were like, come on, you know, come on, come swim with us. So it was, it was uh, June, actually, before I actually went out. I was just. Unbelievably overwrought. And what I found was, when you're swimming, it's the only time that you can really get away with crying. Because no wow. one can tell.
0: Wow. That's
1: it, Yeah, it really is. And that's...
0: You know, that reminds me of a Charlie Chaplin quote. Really? Yeah, he said that's why he liked to walk in the rain.
1: So I would swim, 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 and I had to take the goggles off. I couldn't swim with goggles anymore because they would fill up with my tears. And, and, I, and, and the only way I was kind of outed about that was one of my friends who swam in the lane next to me. I was standing on the side of the pool, and I took my goggles off. <clears throat> and she looked at me, and she was just about to say, you know, put your goggles back on. And she saw my face. And I mean, I was just, I was sobbing, you know, and she just didn't say a word, but I knew that she knew. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was a whole tenderness that that kind of spread through our group for me, for which I was really grateful. But yeah, I mean, it was our grief in losing somebody. And, and, And I'm a person of belief and experience that those who pass on, they're still right here. I mean, they're so close and they're so available. If you allow it and invite them in, you can have that experience. And if you need it to stay away, it stays away. And I don't care if it's a mind game or not. What else is there in life than your mind, right? Your mind and your spirit, really. And so that whole that whole reality, talk about Freedom Fridays, was a, a freedom for me to come back into life. And it's huge, no doubt. Yeah, because people say things like, uh, you know, death is so final. Not exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Not quite. Uh,
0: yeah, it's so important to really and em- fully embrace our life that we have right now, and mm-hmm. uh, and we'll, we'll get to the other side when we get there. But right now, it's time to be fully alive, and that's probably one of the greatest compliments I've ever received was just yesterday. Yeah. Morning. I met, uh, I've got a, it's so, it's so neat that there's a saying that when the student's ready, the teacher will
1: appear. Oh, yeah. I love that saying.
0: So I've had an older African-American gentleman come into my life. Wow, I'm saying that. The older African-American gentleman. That yeah. <laughs> well, older than me. So, <laughs> so he came in there and uh, and it's, it's been awesome, and they introduced me to people in tennis network who are in that same age yeah. bracket. So met this doctor, must be about I'm guessing he's probably mid 70s. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's asked you know, asking me questions, asking me questions, and we just had a great conversation. Yeah. And at the end of breakfast, I said, Well, hey, you know, just thanks for coming and spending your time, and it's a pleasure to meet you. And he looked at me for a little while. Yeah, this guy super accomplished. he had been like a fighter pilot in the air force. Uh,
1: don't you love that? Oh, I
0: do. And then yeah. you know, served the country, and then came back and practicing physician, and all these things, and now he's in his mid 70s. And the reason why I was meeting with him is because he's involved in the community as far as trying to help underserved parts of the community. But he looked at me and he said. It's wonderful to meet someone so full of life.
1: Oh, I love that. I never
0: had say that, to you. and I thought, wow, that's that's such a great compliment. But that's what I think we all strive to hey, Let's yeah, maximize really. this space and place and time we have right now. Maximize it for ourselves and maximize it for others. And I love that. I think that's that's one of the keys to life. It's huge.
1: You know, this is interesting. We're going to do something a little bit different with our show here today. Um, Somehow, uh, we've only got a couple minutes left on Blog Talk Radio. However, we have time, uh, as much time as we want, uh, so we can go the full hour on um, uh, the Zoom, which will be uploaded onto Facebook, uh, to, uh, YouTube. So here's what I'm going to tell our audience, which is here on blog talk radio. Thank you for dialing in and listening to Charlie and I, but when we cut off in about two minutes, those of you who are going to be watching our video are going to get a bonus <laughs> of another 10 or 15 minutes that we're in here. Um, and I'm not sure how that happened because I thought I reserved the studio time for an hour. It must have, I must have punched it at 45 minutes instead of an hour because they do it in 15-minute increments um, <clears throat> after. Yeah, I guess you can do a 15-minute show. I've done those. I've done 15-minute shows. Um you know, it is interesting because when people of different ages enter our life, but that, that was a, a formula that my mom and dad taught me. Always have people your own age and then have some younger people and have older people and have that mix because people are going to come and go. I was like, what do you mean people are going to come and go? I kept thinking everybody was just going to stay. All right, I'm going to close this part out. Friends stay tuned or come over to the YouTube channel which is at Partners in Excellence Media and it's called the Show of the Influencers. So Dr. Charlie and I are going to stay here, but I'm going to I'm going to say to you here on Vlog Talk Radio.